I'm Kate Trinko, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, September 27th. Here are today's headlines. If President Joe Biden wishes to avoid a government shutdown, he should sit down with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and hammer out a plan to secure the U.S.-Mexico border, McCarthy said at a news conference Wednesday. That's according to reporting from our colleague Tyler O'Neill. McCarthy told reporters, I want to sit down with the president to solve that border. The speaker addressed the president on his border policies, saying this wasn't a policy that was passed from the House and Senate that opened up this border. It was simply your decision, and you could do something to change it. McCarthy said he planned to pass a continuing resolution in the House that includes the House's border bill, H.R. 2. Such a resolution with border requirements would keep government open while we finish the job. Unless Congress passes and the president signs legislation funding the government, non-essential functions will shut down on October 1st. On Tuesday, the House advanced four bills to fund specific departments, the Departments of Defense, Homeland Security, State, and Agriculture, that would limit the impact of the shutdown. The House is voting on amendments Wednesday and will vote on passing the bills Thursday. These bills would fund 71% of total discretionary spending for the next fiscal year. Meanwhile, the Senate has not voted on a single appropriations bill. Also on Tuesday, the Senate advanced a continuing resolution to fund the government through November 17th, the week before Thanksgiving. That bill would provide about $6.15 billion in additional funding for Ukraine and $5.99 billion in disaster relief funding. McCarthy said the Senate bill would be a non-starter in the House. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican of Kentucky, supported the bill in remarks on the Senate floor Tuesday, while other major Republican leaders have declined to comment on it to the Daily Signal. You can read more of Tyler's article in today's show notes. A New York judge found former President Donald Trump and his adult sons liable for fraud. Donald Trump Jr. is the former president's oldest son, and Eric is his second oldest son. According to reporting from Reuters, New York Attorney General Letitia James sued the former president back in September 2022, accusing him and the Trump Organization of lying for a decade about asset values and his net worth to get better terms on bank loans and insurance. In a Truth Social post Tuesday, Trump said, Today's ruling about a company that has done a magnificent job for New York State fails to acknowledge the fact that murder and all other forms of violent crime have reached record levels in New York State. Can you imagine ruling against me for having done business perfectly and yet letting people go on a rampage on the sidewalks of New York? Eric Trump also posted on True Social on Tuesday, saying in part, Today I lost all faith in the New York legal system. Never before have I seen such hatred toward one person by a judge, a coordinated effort with the attorney general to destroy a man's life, company, and their worth. New Jersey Democrat Senator Bob Menendez and his wife Nadine pleaded not guilty to bribery charges today. As you'll recall, Menendez was indicted last week by a jury in the Southern District of New York. He was indicted on charges of corruptly aiding the Egyptian government in exchange for bribes. Politico reports that Menendez was released on a $100,000 personal recognizance bond 
and Magistrate Judge Ona Wang ordered him to surrender his personal passports, although she allowed him to keep his official passports. Politico also reports that as part of the conditions of his release, the judge also restricted Menendez's travel, saying he can travel abroad only for official business and only with prior notice to the court. The indictment involves charging Robert Menendez, a U.S. Senator from New Jersey, and his wife, Nadine Menendez, with bribery offenses in connection with their corrupt relationship with three New Jersey businessmen, the U.S. Attorney's Office noted. Menendez stepped down temporarily from his position as head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, but now lawmakers, including Democrats, are calling on him to resign from the Senate altogether. We will keep you updated as the story develops. New Hunter Biden news. Fox News exclusively reported that the president's son received wires that originated in Beijing for more than $250,000 from Chinese business partners. The money was sent during the summer of 2019, and the wires listed Joe Biden's home address in Delaware as the beneficiary address for the money. This news is breaking during an ongoing House Oversight and Accountability Committee investigation into the Biden family's business dealings. Kentucky Republican Representative James Comer chairs the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Comer reportedly received records of two wires originating from Beijing that are linked to a company called BHR Partners. BHR Partners is a private investment fund between a company Hunter Biden founded called Rosemont Seneca and Chinese investment firm Bohai Capital. The private equity firm, BHR Partners, controlled the Bank of China Limited. Hunter Biden reportedly sat on the board of BHR Partners at one point. Two wires were sent to Hunter Biden from BHR Partners in 2019, the first in July and the second in August. Hunter Biden did live at the Biden family home in Delaware some in 2019, but it is not clear if he was living there at the time of the wire transfers. Fox News notes that the wires were sent just several months after Joe Biden announced his 2020 presidential campaign. In August of 2019, Joe Biden said he never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their business, period. According to Comer, bank records don't lie, but President Joe Biden does. In 2020, Joe Biden told Americans that his family never received money from China. We've already proved that to be a lie earlier this year, and now we know that two wires originating from Beijing listed Joe Biden's Wilmington home as the beneficiary address when he was running for president of the United States. White House spokesman Ian Sams posted on X, Imagine them arguing that if someone stayed at their parents' house during the pandemic, listed it as their permanent address for work, and got a paycheck, the parents somehow also worked for the employer. It's bananas. Yet this is what extreme House Republicans have sunk into. There are a lot of questions surrounding the BHR partner's wire transfers to Hunter Biden because the younger Biden reportedly was only sitting on the board in an unpaid position. In October 2019, then-attorney for Hunter Biden, George Messiers, said to date, Hunter has not received any compensation for being on BHR's board of directors. But later in October 2019, Hunter Biden resigned from the board of BHR. This story is still developing, so we will keep you all informed as we learn more. The second Republican presidential debate is set to take place tonight at 9 Eastern at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in California. Seven candidates will take the stage tonight. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, 
Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, former Vice President Mike Pence, and North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation, wrote in a Newsweek op-ed titled, In the Second Debate, GOP Candidates Should Put Family First. Roberts writes, referring to the first GOP debate, the moderators asked the field about Ukraine aid, mental acuity tests for public servants, and UFOs, but couldn't find time to talk about the most important problem facing the country today, the crisis of the American family, a topic liberal elites would love to sweep under the rug. Thankfully, Wednesday's debate offers the moderators a chance to reverse course and ask the candidates to diagnose our national ailment. If we're lucky, some will even propose a cure. Roberts also writes, such a change would be refreshing. For well over a decade, the Republican establishment has turned its back on family issues, from defending marriage to fighting pornography, while doubling down on a nostalgic economic and foreign policy agenda that hasn't been updated since the Cold War. The result? The country is declining as a family withers away. Roberts concludes his piece by saying, It is time to come together to fight for our country's future and take concrete steps to improve the prospects for the American family. This week's Republican primary debate is a ripe opportunity to put the American family front and center. We'll include a link to the full op-ed in today's show notes. And be sure to check out DailySignal.com for coverage of the debate as well as President Donald Trump's speech tonight. And for our final story today, Fox News is reporting that there have been 200 homicides so far in Washington, D.C. before October, which is the first time in a quarter century that such a number has been reached. Fox News also reports that most of these homicides were attacks involving black Americans living in the most impoverished neighborhoods of the city. D.C. Councilmember Trayvon White Sr., a Democrat, told The Washington Post that we're in a state of emergency. White also said, just like we take the COVID-19 pandemic seriously, we've got to take this pandemic of violence in D.C. seriously. Until we get there, more blood will be spilled on the streets. According to reporting from the Washington Post, the last time D.C. logged its 200th homicide before October was August 12, 1997, in a year that ended with 303 people slain, according to police data. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, please be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Also, please make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.